to the music room with Aileen Miracle and Katie Minichi and Jacob Zacks. All right. We are super excited to have Jacob Zacks here on the podcast. He is the CEO of Edify, and he's going to talk with us about a great app that he uh, has called Music Quest. Yeah. Thank you so much, Aileen. Yeah. yeah we're, we're super excited to talk to you. And uh, we also uh, have an app called Sketch a Song, which uh, some teachers may be familiar with that predated Music Quest, but um, is uh, free and has been somewhat widely used. So uh, really excited to be here. Yeah. I, yeah, I was I fortunate actually... enough to find you through Sketch a Song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I actually just played around with Sketch a Song today and I was like, oh, this is so cool. I think my <laughs> I have a five-year-old who would really enjoy it and I think my 14-year-old would enjoy it too. So it's a really cool app as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, it, it's kind of fun because we actually started with a focus on collaboration, not even um, oriented towards kids or education at all. And we needed to build a system that would make it easy for people to quickly make music on their phones. And that system then turned out to be super encouraging and fun for children. Um, so I love kids and we released Sketch a Song for Children uh, and it had a very positive reception. And then from that point, it became this question of, well, we've created this play environment or this create environment. Uh, how do we go to the next level and scaffold out of this and mm-hmm. um, assist uh, learners in understanding music, music theory, and then creating more sophisticated music and ultimately going beyond the sort of boundaries that Sketch a Song implements? And that's what we've attempted to do with Music Quest, and that's been a big part of our journey as, as a company. That's great. That's awesome. Well, my first question was how you got started. So um, what what really brought along Music Quest? How did you develop that idea since you already kind of told us how the company got its start? Yeah, it's um, it's been <laughs> it's been a learning process throughout. Right. Uh, and a series of experiments which have been which have flowed into one another with a measure of success with and, you know, um, and a ton of commitment to the mission to give every kid a chance to make music. So at the core of what we do has always been the intuition that digital technology can be an entry point to creativity and to music. And, you know, when we founded the company, there was this pronounced, there, these two pronounced trends, one being the lack of support for music programs in the United States and certainly abroad as well. And then the second being the increasing influx of uh, laptops, Chromebooks, you know, iPads into mm-hmm, schools. Mm-hmm. And that you see those two. And I think it does come to this, you know, in this clear opportunity, which is, well, what if we could use those devices to learn and create music and support music programs? And then that gets extended as well to the developing world and and children who may not even have a music program at school, but who might enjoy creating or learning on their own terms right at home. Um, so that's the sort of broadest view of our mission and MusicQuest start, you know, again, it started with Sketch a Song and Creation. And then we built a few different games out of that sort of creative interface. And we ultimately realized we wanted to really build a cur- composition curriculum. And we wanted to have a sort of scalable way to create interactive lessons that could cover a breadth and depth of subjects, including styles and theory. And that we felt like if we that was the greatest thing, you know, that was a big contribution that we could make with, and that's what we then pursued with MusicQuest and what Katie is currently helping us with as one of our very first 
um, teacher creators and Yay. member of members. Yeah. So thank you so much. Katie. <laughs> We're hitting a new stage here. Yeah. That part's really exciting. Yeah. Me, and anyway. it's, I didn't mean to cut, cut off, but it's, oh, it's, no. it's, it's, it's thrilling for us too, because part of that original version of music vision of music quest actually was there's so much musical expertise, especially in teachers and educators, but even in amateurs and enthusiasts. And we wanted to make something culturally relevant, like, and, we saw the potential of a technology platform to give teachers who are also, you know, all musicians are creative people, a, a way to um, express themselves and to talk about the music they love. And then the benefits for students there are just huge, as opposed to just having one sort of centralized source of truth about music. So we're still, you know, in the early stages of, of, of playing that out, but we're really starting to see it come to life. Uh, and it, it's, re- it's, it's exciting because we've been chasing it for a few years now. That's great. Yeah, that is. So, I, I mean, as I'm, I've played around a little bit with music quest and with sketch a song, I, I would look at both of the apps as like a way to make music, a way to create for kids to create music. But if you had to give like a, you know, like a two or three sentence summary of each app, how would you describe them to someone who had never looked at the app before? Mm-hmm. Uh, so sketch a song I would call a play experience with music, a really easy way to get started to create songs that uh, for especially a young child, but ultimately a beginner of any age that they're proud of uh, and that they'll, you know, come back to their parent or their teacher and show immediately and say, look at this, look at what I made. And Music Quest is much more robust educational software. It has the creative component. It also supports notation and scaffolds pretty elegantly there, and then has 200 plus lessons uh, covering styles, theory, interdisciplinary uh, subjects, and more. So that complements the creative space with this learning, uh, independent learning, or you know, um, personalized learning that then also helps a creator move from a constrained creative environment to making choices about chord structure, time signature, and more. Mm-hmm. Great, thank you. If I can take you back a step. I feel like one of the things our listeners might be wondering about is um, who you are. So uh, did this come out of a passion for music or are you more of the tech side and just saw a place, uh, an opening for this kind of space and this kind of community? Yeah. uh, So I'm a bad musician. (laughs) (laughs) But I love music, um, so I'm, I'm more of a consumer than a creator, okay. um, and I love kids. That's really the core, the core of uh, my personal passion. And for me, one of the most important things about both Sketch a Song and Music Quest is the self-esteem that you see children build when they create a song that they're proud of and they think, oh, I can make music. Whether that translates into further exploration of music, right, because they realize they're really passionate about it, they want to, you know, move into instruments and take lessons, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And even if a kid walks away from Music Quest or Sketch a Song saying, you know, that didn't really speak to my heart, they will still walk away thinking they could do it, right? Like that, that they are capable. That's the part that I really fell in love with that inspired me to take it on full time. So, Actually, the feedback of children, you know, and seeing children playing with that first app I mentioned, which wasn't built for them, was what sort of opened my eyes to the idea that what if we could give every kid on the smart, you know, this experience on smartphones that are going to be ubiquitous, an entry point where Mm -hmm. 
they can feel uh, capable and then they can self-determine, right, whether they whether that's music or something else. They had access uh, and at least a chance to see if music would speak to them. That's great. So let's say that you have like a new teacher who's working with music quest. What what might that experience look like as a you know teacher who's using the platform for the first time? Well, there's pretty much two keys. The first key is that I think one of the things we do best is making it really easy for students and teachers to use the application. We ultimately want to support individuals and kids learning in their own home. So we build from the mindset of this is going to be used by a kid, whether in a classroom or at home, who might be learning independently and who may not have a teacher there. Of course, if a teacher's there, that's better. But we want to really support differentiated instruction, you know, for teachers and, and small groups. And we want teachers to be able to trust MusicQuest. So if you are preparing for a concert, you've got 10 kids that are really ready and you've got 10 kids that could use a little extra help. You know, our goal is that you can split those two into groups uh, and you can put the 10 that are ready on MusicQuest. They'll be learning, they'll be creating, they'll have a meaningful substantive experience. And you as an instructor now have even more bandwidth to engage the 10 that could use a little help. Um, And that's, you know, that's a little harder if you don't have a digital experience because are the kids supposed to sing? Are they supposed to play an instrument? You know, it's just more difficult. So Mm -hmm. for that's, that's basically our vision. Um, And for a new teacher, we have um, a lot of support resources and then we have this, you know, built in curriculum. So it it really is meant to fit in in the way that a teacher would, uh, you know, in a lot of different ways, always meeting curriculum standards and technology standards, excuse me, composition standards uh, and technology standards. But for some teachers, the creative component of it is the most important part. For some teachers, it's the interactive lessons. There's a daily song every day that acts as a really nice type of warm up. Uh, and then, of course, some teachers use MusicQuest, you know, once a week or once a month or they you know it's a it can be a reward for children so we we have to strike this balance between suggesting possible uses and uh and and sort of creating and making it easy to use but also knowing that every teacher is going to ultimately use it differently and that our job is just to be um supportive of whatever their existing curriculum is like help them go a step beyond in terms of personalized learning not tell them here's like the ABC way to use this because yeah, that's not how we want to do things and that's not how it would be effective. Right. I appreciate the chance to share and I just don't want to talk your ears off. No, uh, or, it's great. Listeners. Um, so I was going to ask, um, Aileen or, you know, how, what was your first experience of it or how do you like to sort of onboard with apps? If, if you have any thoughts there from the teacher's side of things. Oh, you mean like with music quest when I was looking kind of experimenting around with it or just in general? Yeah, but um, I, I'm kind of curious in both, whichever one's more, you know, stri- strikes your fancy. Yeah. So, um, well, I have more technology than maybe some people do. I'm, I'm really lucky. I have eight iPad minis in my classroom and Katie and I are actually going to be teaching up that she's going to be my traveler next year. So she'll be at my school mm-hmm. and we just got a grant for six touchscreen Chromebooks. So we're pretty excited. Um, So, you know, having all of that technology in my room does make it easy for me to, um, I, you know, I don't have enough for one-to-one, although 
in my district, third graders will be one-to-one. So if I needed um, more devices, I could have them, you know, bring them to music class. But um, it, you know, there have been other apps that I've played with, like, or other websites like Chrome Music Lab, where I've had them work with small groups and mm-hmm. had them create together. And that's been a really fun experience. Or I'll have them work in centers where I'll have like six kids at a center all on a device, mm-hmm. you know, creating or experimenting with a particular platform or within an app. Um, and that's been a lot of fun. Um, so as I was experimenting with Music Quest, I, I felt like it could be a really similar experience that I could, there are some things that I think you could do all together. Like I have a smart board so I could project, you know, one of the lessons, like you have those tutorials on the website that I think anyone can get to, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. So those were, those are great, um, to just put into a lesson. It could be just like five, 10 minutes of a lesson and you go through the tutorial and you have kids come up to the smart board and create, and they're also learning about things like melody or harmony. I, I thought those were really helpful tutorials. Um, but I could also see it working well within like a center's kind of scenario or, um, you know, small groups on Chromebooks or, or whatever. Does that answer your question? Yeah, totally. And um, I, I think it, it's just uh, – it's, it, you know, every classroom has a different configuration in terms of devices and, you know, existing curriculum and scope and sequence, all of that. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, you mentioned the centers and another part, as I've sort of already spoken to a little bit, one of the immediate things you'll see with these creative apps like Sketch Song Music Quest is that children write a song and they immediately go, want to show you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, even if it's center work as a group. It's nice to be able to get kids up in front of the class um, and be able to show off their work. And that's another element of Music Quest is, you know, there are always going to be students who are a little less comfortable maybe with singing or playing an instrument that may not be their forte. So creating a composition could be another angle in for them to music. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if you just have a more shy uh, student, you know, they they still get to get up and and see their work on screen and and get feedback from their peers. Like there's there's opportunities there uh, that we want to continue to make even easier, and from a teacher ma- like management of the class and on all that. I really appreciate. Oh, so sorry. No, it's okay, Katie. Go ahead. I really appreciate that I've been able to extend outside of the class day because mm-hmm. um, I did experiment already this past school year with station rotation. Um, students would complete a lesson that I chose. And then within their station rotation time limit, if they had completed that quest, then they were allowed to choose any style that they wanted to explore. Um, And many of my students did then ask me, well, how could I do this at home? So I encouraged a lot of my students to download Sketch-A-Song. And in Sketch-A-Song, the students can then also share what they wrote so it's really neat to have that outside of school relationship mm-hmm. because it sort of took us outside of the classroom. Some of my students were emailing me songs that they had written over spring break, over summer break, or just in the evening. Um, and that was really special. I haven't really been able to do that in the past. So um, that was a cool connection. And I'm writing some lessons for you now that have station rotation specifically in mind. Mm-hmm. And Aileen and I are both Kodai-inspired teachers, so I also um, am writing some lessons for you that will just 
incorporate a little bit more sequence in -hmm. the way that our elementary curriculum is designed, which is sort of Mm -hmm. cool too. So if people are looking for more staff notation, they'll hopefully be able to find that with some of the lessons I'm composing. And I've just, I think it's going to be really fun. I'm thrilled to hear that. And it's going to be a great contribution, right? We'd love to have hundreds of lessons that can fit against within the Kodai philosophy. And it's Mm -hmm. just going to take time to get there. But we definitely see Music West as a place for all styles, all schools. And, you know, it gives access to parts you may not have, parts of music you may not have otherwise known about. Um, So I'll just mention one other example. I'd love to talk a little bit about the out of school and sharing aspects as well. But um, we are going to be working with a man named Ebo Cooper um, from Jamaica this upcoming year. We've got a big uh, international pilot in Jamaica, and Ebo was in a band called Third World Ambassadors and teaches at the Edna Manley National School of the Arts. So he's a reggae, uh, he's a reggae legend, and he's going to be working with our team to build culturally authentic reggae lessons. And I'm just so excited to see where that collaboration takes us. And, you know, you, you never know which kid might fall in love with reggae, right? Or that's <laughs> combine, so great. Right? Yeah, yeah, combine reggae and raga, you know, and like that's the magic of creativity is if we, the more inputs we can give give students and teachers access to, then each, you know, individual or each in class can take it in their own direction. And, and that's our goal. That's really awesome. I think something that I also really appreciate about Music Quest and just the little experimentation that I've been able to do with it is that, you know, for a student who maybe hasn't been taught the literacy skills, you know, you have a kindergartner or first grader who hasn't really um, delved deep into some of those literacy concepts um, that you would teach in the music classroom, they can still do a lot within the platform and, you know, just create without necessarily understanding exactly, you know, that, you know, which note is which or whatever. But then it also helps build those literacy skills, build those um, staff reading skills. And I think for those visual learners, too, it's great to, you know, you have this really great way of showcasing melody and showcasing harmony. And I just I see a lot of a lot of uh, great aspects to it that could really deepen student understanding. Yeah, I see safe space when I look at the way that you've set things up. You've created chord structures that are going to work together. You've put a lot of the lessons in pentatonic, um, which is what most classroom teachers will do too. And so I just feel like it's, I can set students aside, let them work independently. And I know that what they create is going to be more successful than just banging on keys. And Right. And then students do feel that pride. Right. And we, we really are, you know, we're focused on that beginner level and building that momentum. And, you know, it's on from a creation standpoint, we aren't don't have the sophistication or the capabilities of GarageBand. From a notation standpoint, we're not going to be Note Flight or, you know, uh, Finale or any of those advanced programs. What we want to do, though, is help your beginning student, whether they're honestly six or 66, right? Get excited and build the foundational skills that can then take them to the next level, right? In either of those domains or, and also in instrument lessons and with theory and performance. And I think that's what we can do really well. And I think that's something that's, that's honestly missing 
from a educational standpoint, I think there are a lot of apps that just make it fun to play around the sound, but that don't actually um, scaffold or, or really build into anything. Uh, so that's that's our goal. That's great. Mm-hmm. As I was looking at Music Quest, um, it looked to me like you have a schools program. Um, so can you talk to us about the schools program and then like if a teacher is is not enrolled in the schools program, how they might still be able to experiment or play around with with the platform? Yeah. So one thing is that Sketch a Song is totally free and iOS and Android, not on web, unfortunately. Um, but we want that to be a resource um, no matter what. Music Quest has this whole extensive curriculum. And as you're, as any listeners can probably pick up, we're really uh, excited about it. And there's also a lot of pieces that are still coming into place. So we've been rolling out um, the school's program sort of judiciously, I would call it. And we do have a price point, $3 per student per year, which is, especially for schools without music programs, extremely affordable. And for some schools with music programs is is within reach. Uh, we're really committed to balancing equity uh, and staying in business, which is, you know, a constant tension. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we're trying to take that even a level further with this new Music Quest community where, and this is just in a very you know, very small group right now, but Katie being one of them, we've offered free access to Music Quest in return for uh, teachers' time in creating lessons. And this is uh, an offer that I'm really excited about because there's some time put in over the summer for the teacher. I guess I'll let Katie to speak to this, but hopefully that time is interesting, you know, stimulating. It's mm-hmm. uh, um, <laughs> there's There's some benefit there. And then I think there's time saved during the year because you have this real resource, you have the lessons that you've built specifically to use in your class, right? Mm-hmm. So in that sense, it's like lesson planning, you just sort of putting it, paying it forward in a way. And then you have all of Music Quest, the other lessons that teachers are, are, are contributing. So we definitely recognize that teacher, that time is scarce and valuable to all people, especially teachers. And we wouldn't want to ask for people's contribution for free. By offering Music Quest, we're offering hundreds of dollars of value, you know, uh, in return, and and then the platform is just getting stronger for all students, and so we, we that's part of our vision for really uh, creating a high quality education, and that's um, a new, but we're hoping to make that grow that a lot this upcoming year. I've enjoyed the experience. It uh, it has reminded me to be economic with my language. I have to when I create the voiceovers for the lessons, I have to speak in more of a standardized way than I normally would. And I don't mean that in the negative standardized testing way, but just I know that that audience is going to be outside of my own community. So it's been really thoughtful and fun. And then also just learning how to create something digitally has been really exciting. I've really enjoyed the process. So And, and now I have these lessons that are catered to exactly what I needed and inspire my students, because I know where they are in our sequence in terms of um, elements of music. So I really think that it's front loaded, but it's going to pay off. And like you said, I'll have less time spent during the school year. So it's it's been well worth my time. And I think it will benefit my students and my community. So it's been great. So Thanks. the people who are listening could potentially sign up 
to um, also create lessons. Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, awesome. Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying that's great. We're just I, excited. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, and uh, yeah, so if anybody wants to email me, jacob at musicquest.com, another aspect of it is you're going to have a direct line to us throughout the year in terms of support, right? Like Kitty. <laughs> well, everybody gets my phone number, right? But, you know, uh, Kitty, even more than any teacher, you know, um, is, is a real priority for us to support. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. So, yeah, so there's there's a whole there's a whole group of benefits um, to being in the community, and and the la- I, the last one that I just want to rearticulate is that we're starting to have families subscribe. You know, we're hoping to offer bring music to a bunch of schools in Jamaica that do, that don't already have it. So it's not just a transactional sort of um, relationship. Like we're when t- you know those lessons are going to matter to children. Um, hopefully, children all around the world. Uh, you know, and realize what I see is our mutual mission of of spreading love of music and uh, and making it more equitable. So, yeah, uh, if anybody wants to be participate, we can still do it this year. We have a lot of flexibility because if you wanted to use a program this year and build lessons next summer, um, we're we're really open to it. We're just we're just trying to learn about what works and and make it even stronger. So definitely open if anybody's interested. Music teachers are thrifty, so you will hear from some people. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and you know, I listened to all the tutorials multiple times when I was setting up my first quest, and I I will tell people that that the hours are are accurate. In in the tutorial, you said that it would take between like eight and ten hours to create a quest, and it does. Um, it's a thoughtful process, but now I have it forever. That's and, the key. And now all the students that use this platform have access to it. So um, I feel like it really, really plays beautifully into the philosophy that Aileen and I have embraced and so many of our listeners and other colleagues have embraced and, and just that everyone should have access to it. So I love that you're reaching out to communities that wouldn't have access otherwise. Thanks. And we know that, you know, that's that's part of why we're trying to find this free um, option as well is because we want every teacher to have access to it. And um, and so we're we're excited about it. Uh, the early yeah, the early lessons look really inspiring. We have a creator um, in Singapore and hopefully a creator in Taiwan. Um, I haven't heard from her in the last few weeks. It's been summer, but we, we think we're going to have our first lessons uh, with a narrator in Chinese and then translated back into English for subtitles. Cool. So, yeah. yeah, how cool is that? And maybe even, I don't know, you know, but for some teachers, they might want to put the, one of those lessons in one of their classrooms so that ch- children can connect with the fact that, you know, China, that music is being learned in China, right? And right. Uh, who, who knows? But um, th- thanks, for your, uh, thanks for your enthusiasm, Katie. Mm-hmm. All right. So what are you thinking about? <laughs> I was just wondering, like, you know, what are your next steps? What are you thinking for Music Quest in the future? What are you envisioning? Yeah. So we've got um, three big focuses this upcoming year. Um, one is assessment and data and uh, making it easy for teachers to control their classes. We have added closing questions to the end of lessons, which students can write in response to or record their voice. 
Um, and we have a data dashboard that we're going to release that shows all the songs that students have made, the lessons they've taken, instruments used, uh, and more. So uh, that's uh, a strength of the platform. Um, really excited about that. We're also focused on the sharing aspect that Katie mentioned earlier. There is native sharing in um, MusicQuest, uh, email, text. We want to make it really easy for teachers to control that as well so that when there's student work that's pretty uh, you know, that's, that's, that's exceptional. You can text it directly to their parents. And we think that helps build connection to the music program in the community as well. And that's the type of thing that, you know, that principals and administration, uh, will really appreciate and will show the value both, of, uh, of music quest, but even more importantly, just music in general. Uh, so that's point two. And then, and then three is we have a brand new grant from the national science foundation to, take the foundation we've uh, built with MusicQuest and make accessibility improvements for uh, users with uh, special needs, especially uh, children with autism on the autism spectrum, Down syndrome, and cerebral palsy. So we're really going to be steering into social-emotional there and trying to use music as a nonverbal uh, medium of expression. That's and then, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So we're just thrilled to have that funding. We've got a really strong pilot uh, partner in the Pensacola Symphony and, and a community there. Uh, that already has close bonds between music and, and special needs. Um, so all those accessibility, accessibility improvements will, you know, matter to users of MusicQuest as well. And um, if there's, you know, there's sometimes there's a child in your classroom who just isn't ready to talk about how they're feeling, right, uh, or just is bottled up. And music won't always work, but music can be a route to uh, connecting, right, or expressing or and, and relief. And that's the third focus for us this upcoming year. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm Thanks. excited to play around with that. Yeah. 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 So the working title there is My Melody, you know, and one of the, in addition to these social, you know, emotionally focused lessons, we're thinking about having a whole set of melodies along with visuals that sort of express different emotions. So a child could edit or adjust those or just play them in response to the question, how are you feeling? I'm feeling sad. Right. And, and, and that's the melody as, and so we're, we're, we're doing a lot of user testing. We're going to, you know, we're not, we're learning as we go, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic about it. That's fantastic. That is great. You know, typically we end our podcast, so I'm kind of giving a spoiler here of <laughs> what we're consuming. And I'm currently reading this fantastic book for parents and and teachers alike called sitting still like a frog it's mm. a it's a book about mindfulness in the classroom and in your home and how you can connect some of the dots between mind and body with children even at mm. a young age aileen and i both have very spirited girls <laughs> <laughs> and so i i see uses for it in my classroom but you know also with my own child at home and one of the the activities that I've read about is a personal weather report, which I love. So mm. talking to the students about, okay, what's happening right now? Are you stormy? Are you sunny? Are you, you know, and then checking in later in the day because, you know, we're from Ohio. So we get four seasons a day and you <laughs> can ask a child, what's what's your weather forecast now? So I see an immediate connection to that with my melody, whether you're dealing with a student um, that is spirited like my own or having sensory issues or feeling overwhelmed or on the spectrum. 
there are just so many ways that you could check in with a child. Um, and that would just be one more meaningful way. It'd be so fantastic. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing. And I'll definitely, I'm definitely going to look into that because that's, that's really the core of the vision, which is to make my melody, one of the tools in the toolbox to help, um, soothe the child. Right. Um, and in most situations, they're not going to be ready to take a violin, you know, or a piano and, and play it out right just in that moment uh, when there's a buildup <laughs> ongoing. Um, but if you can, it, but if it can be easy creation and expression through music, sometimes that may be really assistive. So that's Anything really cool. Anything that gives children a voice, I think, is just, you know, that's the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. Are there any, you know, closing thoughts on either of your ends or any like recommendations, any feedback on what we should be working on this year? Because that is, you know, really important to us. I know it might sound silly and I'm too old for, for me to really be hip enough to know about these things, but I feel like we need a hashtag. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) I feel, I feel like, I feel like the Instagram music teachers, which are many would really appreciate a presence. You're right on, you know, Katie, that I'm, I'm not on Instagram, so I'm, I'm a little behind the times there, but we are hoping to hire a community leader who can support teachers that are making their own lessons at the free tier and then, uh, you know, help build the community around music. Quest. So that's on the list. That's a definite to do. Um, and hopefully it'll be a part of that social sharing um, a- element that I talked about this upcoming year as well. That's great. I love it. I, I mean, after hearing um, more about Music Quest, I think I would love to sign up to create lessons just like Katie's doing. That It just sounds like a really great use of time and it could be a great learning experience, but also to be able to create something that my own students could use. I think that's a really awesome process, you know, to kind of see it from, you know, you know, how it, how the lesson formed and how it evolved. And then to see one of my students or my own child doing that lesson. That's right. a, that's a really thing. Right yeah. now, Nina is my QA. So <laughs> when I create a lesson, she checks it. <laughs> fun. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's brilliant. It's been fun. <laughs> Uh, 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 thank you so much, Aileen. And I should also say that we're happy to send um, demo credentials to anybody just to see it as well, to have full access and play through with it, a teacher. So it works on both um, any laptop, desktop, Chromebook, uh, Android tablet, and then iPad. So if you're maybe interested in creating lessons or at least, you know, you want to learn more about it, uh, just reach out to me, Jacob at musicquest.com uh, without a C, M-U-S-I-Q-U-E-S-T. And I'll send you uh, your own credentials so that you can experiment. And Aileen, I'd love to send them along to you. And then if you're still feeling optimistic, uh, post-podcast, uh, uh, we, it would be great to have you in the community. Yeah, it would be great. And we'll make sure to put your email address in the show notes. Okay, for great. For sure. Who's uh, interested. That's great. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah, you're doing some really exciting things. Well, thank you. It was really fun. And um, hopefully we'll check in again in two years. And We'll talk about lessons learned and, uh, you know, and we'll talk about the lessons that you guys have on the platform and, and what you, you know, and, and how, what the evolution has been there. That would be really cool. Yeah. yeah. Sounds great. For sure. 
All right. Bye for now. Thank you so much for having me on. All right. So we are going to talk about what we are consuming. So I'll go first. I um, took, well, actually, so Katie talked about Queer Eye a few episodes ago. So right? good. And, um, and I didn't check it out. But then my 14-year-old told me I had to check it out. So we sat down as a family and watched it. And it is so good. It's life-givingly good. <laughs> It is so good. It's like, it's not just about a makeover. It's like, like making over just people emotionally too, you know? Did you get to the episode where the police officer asks them to get out of the car? No. Oh my gosh. And now actually after we record, we're going to go watch Queer Eye. (laughs) Well, when you get to that episode, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. And I need you to text me. There have been the two episodes we watched. My fourteen-year-old looked over at me and said, "Mom, are you crying?" <laughs> yes. Oh, the one, the first episode of season two when he there are two chairs, so oh, he, has, he has room for love. <laughs> yeah, I'll check it out. I just watched season one, episodes one and two, but it's just it's just a feel good, you know, kind of people who've you know, haven't really been taking care of themselves or kind yeah. of forgot their way. And like I said, it's not just physical. It's like, you know, people who emotionally are, you know, really not doing well or, or just kind of like forgot how to be happy. I don't know. It's just, it's great. It's so it's like this, the, the makeover of it was Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Now I think it's just Queer Eye, but mm-hmm. it's really good. Okay. So Katie, what are you consuming? Well, I am reading... Sitting Still Like a Frog, which is wonderful. It's about mindfulness for our children, for our parents, for teachers. Um, lots of strategies for connecting our body and our mind, hitting the pause button and and feeling the tension in our body before we act on emotions. It's just really good stuff. And it comes with some music and some, some guided meditation as well which uh, we are just getting into as a family. And I think some of it will extend to my classroom. And uh, what I'm about, just about to consume, is the new show Making It with Amy oh. Poehler and Nick Offerman. I, I love them. I love them both, so I'm super excited to watch that. I love the little promo where Amy says, are you ready for this? <laughs> Aileen knows that I'm a big sewer, and uh, so I I enjoy any sewing-related pun. It's just good times. So I'm I'm bursting. I'm so excited. Jacob, what are you consuming? Well, um, I'm I'll throw a recommendation out there for a movie called Hunt for the Wilder People. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's from New Zealand and it's just so funny and sweet and, and interesting and dynamic. So that's a, that was an under the radar movie. I hadn't heard of it before, but a friend recently recommended it to me and I really fell in love with it. Hunt Uh, Wilder People? Hunt for the Wilder People. Okay. And where is it? it, Um, it's from New Zealand. Uh, and I will read it. Uh, I'll read the little Netflix description to you. 
a wild teenage boy and his late foster mother's cantankerous husband get lost in the wilderness after social services threaten to take the boy away. Uh, so it's sort of like a buddy comedy. It's it's definitely <laughs> adventurous, but you've got this old guy and this totally sulky teenage, you know, it's it's just you have to see it, but it's really unique and really lovely. Wow. All right. Yeah. That's great. Great. Well, across the spectrum there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thanks All for right. listening and thanks for uh, being here. Uh, thank you. This is great. And thanks again, Jacob, for coming on the show. It was great. Thank you so much. We'll be in touch. All right. Sounds good. Bye for now. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.